This is Joe Moffat musing on the morning of Wednesday the 6th of April. One of the things I'm struggling with, and I guess you might be also, is uh, is the uncertainty of so, so much of our present situation uh, when uh, we might have uh, a phased return to to life as we knew it. Uh, when can we get back into our church buildings, for instance? Uh, when uh, can we start having normal funerals again? Uh, when can we simply start socialising as we would like to? Uh, everything seems very incomplete at the moment. We only have uh, partial contact with people via a screen or a phone. It's not quite the same as feeling like you've uh, been with someone, picked up all the body language that goes with direct contact. We've uh, got a very partial uh, understanding of of when and uh, how the the restrictions are going to be lifted, uh, and that's uh, quite disconcerting, I think. Uh, and we've got a very partial uh, understanding of what uh, the whole crisis is going to mean for our lives, for our communities, for our world. Uh, when you're in the middle of something, you uh, it's impossible to, to, as it were, have a a full picture of of uh, what's happening and to make uh, make sense of it and so we're in this uh, stage of having very partial knowledge of what's going on when we reflect on the uh, experience of the disciples uh, as they experience Jesus uh, Jesus' appearances after his resurrection. Uh, there may be a, uh, a kind of parallel in the sense that uh, Jesus' uh, appearances uh, were quite partial. Uh, he came and then he went as quickly as he came. Um, he turned up and then vanished again. Uh, their experience of him was quite partial. Their understanding of what was going on was, I think, pretty partial. And perhaps their uh, knowledge of how things were going to unfold was very partial, to say the least. When uh, Jesus drew alongside those disciples uh, on the road to Emmaus, uh, no sooner had he uh, broken bread with them at the end of their journey than he vanished. When Jesus turned up in the upper room uh, and uh, showed them his scars and said, peace be with you, uh, again, he disappeared. When he turned up on the shore of Lake Galilee and uh, provided breakfast uh, for those who'd gone back to, to being fishermen, uh, he then uh, uh, again, uh, seemed to, to disappear as quickly as he came. So uh, perhaps uh, we can relate to uh, the experience of the disciples feeling uh, only in possession of a very partial understanding what was happening to them. But I think the partial had a purpose 
for those disciples. That uh, sense of only having a fleeting experience of Jesus's presence with them uh, made them uh, start to realise, I think, that they had to do things for themselves. They couldn't expect Jesus to always lead from the front, simply taking them in his wake. But they had to get on with his mission uh, themselves. That he would be with them, but wouldn't be doing things for them. And if we look at his specific instructions to them in those last appearances, we might pick out three things. Firstly, in Matthew's Gospel, he tells them to go and make disciples of all nations. To get on with the business of communicating the good news that in Jesus God is reconciling all of us uh, to himself. The second thing uh, we might uh, look at is in John's Gospel where Jesus tells Peter to feed my sheep, to have a kind of pastoral care for, for those uh, around him, uh, feeding them uh, quite literally possibly, uh, but also feeding them with the, with the Gospel, nurturing their spirit, their soul, as well as their body. And then he simply tells Peter to follow me, to live as Jesus lived himself, to live the way that Jesus exemplified, the way of love, the way of self-sacrificial giving, the way of compassion. So those three things, to communicate, to pastor, and to simply follow his way of life, were the three things that Jesus, as it were, wanted the disciples to be getting on with. And his sort of partial uh, appearances perhaps prompted them to realise that they needed to, to do that for themselves. And so I'm wondering whether the partial has a purpose for us in our time. Our very partial understanding of what is going on, our very partial uh, experience of, of having to uh, stay apart from each other, uh, perhaps is a time when we uh, examine our own lives and our own calling, when we perhaps think again about how we are communicating the gospel to all nations, how we're communicating uh, to, to those around us. Uh, we're learning to use uh, online and, and, uh, and uh, technological uh, means uh, to do that better perhaps uh, perhaps we're also thinking about the kind of uh, content the theology 
the the words that we can use to better communicate uh, Jesus's love in our world. It's making us uh, re-examine our pastoral care uh, in our community, uh, not just how we look after people in this time of crisis, but how we might then uh, provide uh, ways in which people can come together uh, and support each other uh, as the restrictions are lifted. And I wonder whether it's must examine our own lives and how we are attempting to follow Jesus in his way of living, in a kind of rule of life, a way of being compassionate to others, putting others first and, uh, as it were, following our Lord. Faith is about committing ourselves to a way of life when we only have a partial understanding, a partial knowledge, a partial sense of of um, of, of 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 what it means. Faith is about committing ourselves, even when we don't feel certain. Faith is about following one whom we don't fully know, but can sense is the one who leads us into fullness of life, into all joy. That faith was exemplified uh, no better than by St Paul in both his life and his writings. And of course when it comes to reflecting on the partial and on uh, what we look forward to uh, in the fullness of time, there are no better words than Paul's uh, words to the Corinthians in chapter 13 of his first letter. And that's how I want to end this reflection, by reading just those few verses. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love.